Over the last few weeks, I've been talking about fruit. And uh, it's just been something that's really been stirred in my heart. And, uh, you know, where it really came from is, as I've always said to you before, sort of around about normally October or around that year, God starts speaking to me about the coming year. And I just had this dream of this vineyard or this grapevine. And on the grapevine, there were fresh grapes growing, and they were very, very... Um, they were growing rapidly and they were maturing and they were juicy. And when you ate them, they, they were fresh and they were young, and, but they were also mature and had an incredible depth to them. And just as I was asking the Lord, what does that all mean? He began to just talk to me about, about the whole thing of growth and of fruit. That, you know, our vision for this year is that we're to be fruity. <laughs> we're to be fruity. <laughs> yeah, some of us are probably a bit more fruity than others, but we won't go there today. <laughs> you know, learning to walk in the fullness of what Christ has done for us and who we are, to have fruit, to be fruit. We are to have fruit. You know, the Bible tells us again and again, and we've looked at this over the last few weeks, that we're to bear fruit. John 15, it says we're to bear fruit, uh, lots of fruit, more fruit, fruit that remains. Every area of our lives should be bearing fruit. And you know what? And and as I preached last year, fruit actually starts with soil because you've got to get the right soil to plant your tree and to get good fruit. And if our our life is to be healthy, it needs to be planted in the soil. And I I talked last time about, a little while ago, about the three soils that I believe are important, absolutely crucial for us to grow. We're to be planted in the presence of God, we're to be planted in the Word of God, and we're to be planted in the family of God. You know, the presence of God, both individually and corporately, we gather together corporately to experience his presence. And we individually experience his presence. Then the word of God as well. We gather corporately to hear the word of God, but then by ourselves, we, we've got to make sure, and I've talked a bit about this lately, you know, we've got to learn how to be, be um, good handlers of the word, consistent in taking and reading the word of God and making it for, work for ourselves. And then finally, the family of God. We, we, you know, we've got to get plugged in, allow people to touch our lives. You know, we gather on Sunday, and that's important, but we're also connecting throughout the week. You know, there is no such thing as a Lone Ranger Christian. It's got, it's got the whole process is in when we're converted, when we come into salvation, it's not just Jesus and me. It sounds very, very spiritual. It's just not biblical. <laughs> the, you know, the whole concept is when we get saved, we get saved into a, a big family. That's our calling, that that's part of it. And so we have these three things, the presence of God, the word of God, and community of God. And these three things help us grow and become fruitful. Excuse me. And one of the reasons, one of the passions that, it, that I have for, for people being planted is it's because when we're planted, that's when we get growth. And, and, you know, this is really a big one for me. You see, every single one of us should be growing. We're all to be growing. God wants to see you develop. This is the, this is the goal. The Bible talks about it consistently. Paul writes about it a lot. It's right throughout the word, especially the New Testament. Are you growing? Are you maturing? You know, now, this seems like a simple subject kind of a basic thing, but the reality is that 
so often we don't go there. We get saved and we just kind of float. If we come to church, it's okay. Maybe if we listen to some podcasts we're, you know, and things like this. But we don't actually take hold of and intentionally say, how do I grow? How do I become more like Jesus? You know, first, uh, 2 Peter 3.18 says, so, uh, so then be on guard. Then you will not be carried away by the errors of these wicked people and lose your own secure footing. Here it is, verse 18. Rather, you must grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians 4, you know, where it talks about the apostles, prophets, evangelists, the fivefold leaders of the church. And so often we've got caught up about those fivefold leaders, but we've missed the importance of the, the actual central part of that message isn't about those people. It's actually about what those people are to do. And they exist not for themselves. Prophets, teachers, apostles do not exist to be up on stage so we can look at them and listen to them. They exist to equip the body of Christ. That's the focus. And in fact, it goes on, verse 12, it says, their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ, which will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and the knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord. Wow, what a benchmark that we will, we will come to unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son, that we will be mature in the Lord. Now listen to this. Measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Wow. That is some goal. What will the result of that be? He goes on in verse 14. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be be influenced when people try to trick us with lies, so clever they sound like the truth. But what will happen? Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body. That's the goal. The goal that God has in his heart for you is to become totally and utterly like Jesus. How you doing? <laughs> How you doing? Growing in every way to be more like Jesus. You see, the simple reality is if you are a believer, you should be growing. And sometimes, if we're honest, we just fall into a pattern that we're comfortable where we're at. We're just comfortable with where we're at. And when we become comfortable, we're not really growing. But we're called to be fully mature. Now, that's where we're heading. But you don't have to be there right now. You know that? It's not about whether you're fully mature or not. It's about whether you're you're moving towards that. Are you moving in that direction? You see, again, human nature sometimes, we're either immature or mature, and we have nothing in between. We tend to judge ourselves. So if we're down here, we want to be there, we can't be there, so we won't try. But God in his grace and mercy isn't, it's almost, he wants us, he wants us to be fully mature. But what delights his heart is when we have a yes in our heart. Do you know that? It's when you have a yes in your heart, when God speaks to you and, God, and you say, yes, Lord. 
Because it means that you're, you're beginning to bring direction towards what he's wanting, what's his value. And that's what matters. We celebrate that we're moving in the direction of growth. Yeah, my, my life may not be fully mature yet. In fact, I know areas of my life aren't fully mature. But I know that I'm growing and moving in that direction. The problem is it's so easy for us to become comfortable. It's so easy for us to become comfortable and just to float. And I think, you know, it's particularly easy these days with so much technology around. Because we can drive to work with a, a you know, a Jesus culture song on in the morning and a Hillsong song in the afternoon. I must be growing more like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's Hillsong in the morning. I don't know, whichever way makes you more mature. But you know what I mean? It's that kind of thing. Rather than realizing that it actually has to be intentional and focused in our own lives. Making choices. Making choices that focus us towards the heart of God. That's what God's calling us to. It's, it's, it's been a, a... 1 Corinthians 3, Paul talks about this. Brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are still worldly, mere infants in Christ. This is the NIV version. Whenever he talks about being worldly, he, or in some versions it calls carnal, it means he's really referring to infants, those who are not processing the things of God, the revelations of God, those who are not positioning themselves to grow. And he goes on, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are worldly, mere infants in Christ. I gave you muck and not solid food, for you were not ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. You are worldly or an infant. For since there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not worldly or an infant? Are you not acting as mere humans? I love that. See, we're not, caught, we're not mere humans. Do you know that? You are something extraordinary. The outside may look the same as everybody else, but inside there's a supernatural spiritual being. That's, that's the, who you are. You see, you're not just a human with a spiritual core. You're a spirit with a physical out, exter, uh, 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 external. What is it called? What is it? Body. Body. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> oh, there's something out there. My physiology days are long gone. <laughs> so we're no longer called to be mere humans. For when one says, I follow Paul, and another says, I follow Paulus, are you not mere human beings? What, after all, is a Paulus and what is Paul? So what was going on is that there were a couple of teachers who, who were in the church, who'd come through the Corinthian church. And, you know, they'd held their conferences, they'd sold their books, T-shirts had been going really well and everything like that. And people had started aligning themselves behind these different speakers and were kind of saying, well, hey, huh, I'm of Apollos. See, got the T-shirt. I was there. Apollos rocks, baby. You're only with Paul. Uh, he doesn't have as much truth as my Apollos does. And there was beginning to get competition. And Paul comes along and says, are you guys nuts? <laughs> The Lord assigned each one of us just as a task. We are mere, it goes on, I planted the seed, but Apollos watered. But God has been making it grow. You see, the goal is growth. God's goal for your life is growth. And Paul says, listen, it doesn't matter what ministry you sat under. 
who you can quote, what books you've read. It's irrelevant. The issue is what God is trying to do in your life, and he's trying to position you for growth. Goes on, in fact. God has been making you it grow. So, and then he talks about our lives. He's talking about our lives, and he says this. So neither the one who plants or the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose. They'll each be recording... Uh, rewarded according to their own labor. For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field and God's building. It's all about what God is doing in you. Hebrews 5 says similar, verse 11, we have had much to say about this, but it's hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand. In other words, you've again set it in, you become comfortable. You're not really trying to grasp the things of the Spirit. It goes on, in fact, though, By this time, you ought to be teachers. You need someone to teach you elementary truth of God's word all over again. You need muk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on muk is still an infant and is not acquainted with the teachings about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Goes over in the chapter 6. Therefore, let us move beyond our elementary teachings about Christ and be taken fully towards maturity. You should have matured by now, so let's leave the stuff behind and move into some more important stuff. I love the message translation. I mean, the message translation just says it like it is sometimes. This is what it says here, that last bit. So come on. Let's leave the preschool finger-painting exercises on Christ (laughs) and get on with the grand work of art. Grow up in Christ. Isn't that good? (laughs) See, again and again, the writings are calling us, the life of the believer, a follower of Jesus Christ, is a life of growth. It's a life of growth. In fact, you know, as a Christian, it's actually abnormal not to be growing. The normal Christian life is one of growth. And if you're not growing, if, if you look at your life this year compared to last year, and it's the same, you have not grown. In fact, I would say it's gone backwards. You should at least have been moving to some degree. But that's what we're calling to We're called to growth. It's time to grow up. It's time to become mature. Now listen, I'm not talking about the issues of salvation here. I believe you can be saved, but you can be immature. In fact, we're all, as I said, there's areas in all of our lives that we need to work on. I understand that. But God is desiring for you. The natural flow of the Christian life is that you you would be maturing, that you'd be progressing, that you'd be growing. Yeah, that's why God has given us the Holy Spirit and his word to accomplish this. It's the Holy Spirit and the word that sanctifies us. It's a a spiritual word. It's a a word that we tend not to use today, but it, it carries so much weight in it. The process of sanctification is where I've been born again. I've got saved. I've been justified, which means my sins have been canceled, and I'm now righteous before God. And when I get saved, I enter a thing called sanctification. It's this process, if you like, whereby the power of the Holy Spirit with the Word of God comes in and it transforms us and it changes us to become more like Christ. 
That's the, that is what growth is all about. I mean, there's an old saying which is so cute. God loves you so much, he's not going to leave you the way you are. And it's a reality. God has given me the Holy Spirit to empower. The empowerment of the Holy Spirit is so I can grow and mature and change and be transformed into the image of God. It's why the fruit of the Spirit it, it should be being manifested more and more in my life. Because what is the fruit of the Spirit? It's the fruit of Jesus' life. It's a normal progression. God's desire, his passion for us is to grow. That you would not remain as you are. Now, as I said, it's a pretty basic concept. It's, it's you know, a, a simple thing. But I think it's something that we really need to, to re-examine again in each one of our lives and ask us, how are we doing? How are we doing? How are we doing? Now, Paul says in, in 1 Corinthians 13, and he, he's talking about how there's a natural progression in our physical life and there should be one in our spiritual life. When I was a child, I talked like a child and I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. And he talks about this maturing process. You know, we did some things as a kid. Like, you know, I, mean, I think back of some of the things that I did as a kid. I won't even tell my kids what I did because I'd kill them if they did what I did. <laughs> they were dumb. They were just dumb. I, by the grace of God, I am alive today from some of the stupid, moronic things we did. You know? Oh, look, electricity and water. Let's see what happens. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> oh, usually I, I've got them, and I usually gave it to someone else to try to find out what happened. <laughs> that's probably why I'm alive. But anyhow, that's another story. You know, we, we, we approached the, the world as children. And the things that I was doing at that age were that age. But hopefully I've learned how to process and to think and to deal with things much better today than what I did then. I approached the world differently. And that's what it should be in our spiritual world as well. We should be maturing. God's desire for you is maturity, growth, and process. We approach the world today differently than we did when we were younger. There are ways that I interacted with people those times were not good that I hope are better today. There's a, a, a pro, processing a, um, or a growth in our lives that should be constant and consistent. And God's calling us. You see, I believe that if we are going to impact, if the kingdom of the church of Jesus Christ is going to impact and touch cities, then and the, you know we all want God to transform cities. I believe what needs to happen is there needs to be a healthy, thriving people bearing fruit. If we want to see God restore marriages, then we have to see healthy, thriving people bearing fruit. If we, want to, if we want the next generation to know God and to love him and to make a difference, then we need to see healthy, thriving people bearing fruit. See, to me, everything, we need to learn how to become healthy and thriving people. And that's why where you're planted matters. It matters, and the whole concept of growth. I want to be, you know, I want to be in an environment that challenges me and causes me to grow. There's a, there's a thing I've always said to myself. I do not want to lead a church that I wouldn't go to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
I don't want to go to a church that, that doesn't challenge, both challenge and inspire me to grow. You know, I, I think sometimes people have a hard time with growth because of their attitude towards God or, or their view of God because they feel that he's, he's angry and disappointed in them. And so they're aware that there might be areas in their life that they really need to bring before God. But when you have an attitude or if you have a, a, a view that God is angry, then you're not going to do that. You know, I don't want to bring these things to God because I think he's angry at me. I think he's upset with me. I think he's disappointed with me. I think he's impatient with me. I think he's frustrated with me. And so when we're talking about areas to grow and about areas that are immature that need to become mature, we, we tend to pull back. But let me tell you, the areas that you have that you need to bring to God to allow him through his word and the Holy Spirit to touch you, when you come to God, you'll find a God that is patient, a God that is gentle, a God that is forgiving. You see, God's not angry with you. God's not frustrated with you. He's not disappointed with you. He is not discouraged by you. He's not impatient with you. When we open ourselves to him, he comes. He comes gently he comes patiently. He comes as a loving father. But he does call us. He calls each one of us to grow. He calls each one of us to not stay where we are. He wants us to experience the deeper things of the kingdom. He wants our lives to bear fruit and to make an impact. And, you know, this is the one, one of the things for me as, as, is, is how so, so many people in this church who have said to me, you know, I want to be someone who grows. It, it's something that just, I'm so impressed and, and so proud of you. People have come and they've said, I'm going to make the hard decision I'm not going to stay in the place that I am. I'm, I'm going to grow in the things of purity. I'm going to grow in the issues of, of integrity. You know, the men who, who, whose passion are after God and who I know is hard is to, to, to deal with issues that sometimes aren't easy, who are going to say, I'm going to grow in the issues of being a great father and a great husband. I'm going to try to connect with people. I'm going to show up to groups. I'm going to take and, and be intentional about my life. It's a beautiful thing that when people share that with you, and it really does get great courage to do that, and I understand that. And that's really the environment that we need to live in, where we do not stay where we are year in and year out, but that we grow, that we move towards what God is calling us to. You know, as I say, one of the important things about growth is, is don't compare yourself this week from last week or even this month from last month, but do it over a year. Look at yourself and say, am I growing? Have I, have I faced issues that I, I wouldn't face last year? Am I taking, making hard decisions and, and knowing that there are areas of my life that, that I need to confront and need to deal with, need to bring under the power of Jesus? Do I approach my kids in a manner, in a healthier manner than I did last year? 
Is my marriage healthier than it was last year? Am I doing relationships at work better than I did a year ago? That, that's the question I want you to ask. Am I reacting to situations in a whole different way than what I did last year? And let me say, you know, it, it, look, it's not easy. It's not easy, and so often it's easier to ignore things. Bill Johnson once said, God is not interested in your comfort. He's interested in your growth. God is not interested in your comfort. He's interested in your growth. And that can make us feel uncomfortable, <laughs> or it can make us feel really, it makes me feel really good, because I know that I have a God who loves me and who's investing his life in my life, and I want to respond to that. And so we need to understand God is calling us to growth. And the simple reality is it takes work. You know, many you know, we can have a vision for something, but between the vision for something and the achievement of something, there's that little thing called work. And so often that's the thing that stops us. But I think that's also why community is so important, because it brings us into relationship. It brings us people who will stand with us, who if we learn how to be open and transparent with them and share with them, that they will walk with us through these areas of difficulty. The three areas I mentioned, the presence of God, the word of God, and the family of God, they're so important to help us grow. You know, the soil of family surrounding us, the, the community, it encourages us to keep going. It's what it's all about. I have a huge vision for the community of this church. I talk about it so, you know, and we have structure here, but I don't want our church to just be about structure. I don't want our structure to live your Christian life for you. I want it to be organic for each one of us to be involved with one another in a very real way. You know, sometimes people say, well, how do I get involved in community? Invite someone over to your place for lunch. That simple. Don't wait that someone somehow has organized something that you can do. Any structure that we put in place is actually there to help and abide, but it shouldn't be the thing that you depend on. We need to learn to build up our lives. You know, growth happens through our connection to God, our connection to others, and through times of equipping and, empl- and uh, empowerment. And, and those are the things that we want to give you. You know, these, those are the things that we're, we're trying to develop and do here. Things that, and really, the, the question is for you to ask first, are you connected to God? How is your connection to God? Are you connected to others? And are you being intentional about putting your, into your life uh, places where you can, uh, your life is being developed and you're actually being equipped. Growth results in bearing fruit. You see, anything that's healthy and anything that is growing will eventually bear fruit. And our vision is that you'll bear fruit in every area of your life. Growth will result in you bearing fruit in every area, your physical, your emotional, your spiritual life, bearing healthy fruit. 
in our relationships, our family, our friends, our co-workers, that should be all healthy and bearing fruit, in our environments that we have involved in, in our communities. And growth happens by being connected to God and to others and then being developed and equipped. And, you know, there are different things that we have around this church that we, we put them there. See, we don't do programs because we love programs. You know, kind of don't sit there in my office and think, yeah, there's half an hour in the afternoon. Why don't I put a program in there? It's not how we think. We're putting in things that will aid and help for us all to grow and mature. And I just really want to encourage you to think of some of the things that we have around the house for this year, 2018, as we go in. You know, we start with something like Welcome to Liberty. If you're fairly new here and you want to know a bit more about Liberty, come to lunch with us. There's no commitment, but just to hear our story, hear our our vision, hear our passion, get to know us a little bit better. That's, That's where it really all starts. If you're still trying to figure out if this is your house or not, that's a good place to start. Once you've figured that out, then I'd encourage you to get planted. Get involved in something. You know, Ephesians 4 says that the, that the, the apostles' prophets given to equip the saints for the um, works of service so that they will mature. So maturity, how does that happen? Through works of service. We actually grow and mature to become Christ-like through serving, not through conferences or anything. Look, and I, I've, I don't mean to bag conferences. I love conferences myself. But you know what I'm saying? We sometimes have replaced those for the reality of the true Christian life. That's, that's, that's all I'm saying. And one of the ways that we grow and mature is the hard reality of learning how to serve in the family. Get involved in the hospitality team. <laughs> that, was, that advert was brought to you by Salim... <laughs> Find something to get involved in. Growth happens when we're connected and serving. The communities, we have communities around here. We've got a young adults community that's great and spends a lot of time at my house. <laughs> so I don't. But anyhow, there's that. There's the, the men's ministry, the women's ministry, men's ministry, men's community. We've got a great breakfast coming up next week. Come along. Even if you don't know anyone, come along. Sally will talk to you. No, we'll all talk to you. We'd love to have you. Come along. Be part of it. There's these great communities. You know, we, we, we want to keep trying to communicate and do things better so we can grow as a community of God. Find a life group. Go deeper and get committed in with one another. You know, I have seen some amazing... I have watched people whose lives have been broken... And they've come in and they've come into a life group and I've watched and just watched how that life group has gathered around this person and just nourished them and encouraged them and lifted them up. And I've just watched a transformation that is nothing short of miraculous as that group have together said, this isn't your problem, this is our problem. And we're going to walk through this together. That's the beauty of life groups. And I'd encourage you to get hold of one. We've got a list of them out at the information desk. And they're just great. Our, 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 um, I can't remember the other name of the groups. Focus groups. You know, we have all these amazing little group, focus groups around, the cafe group, all these other ones that do things together, just get together to share. Get involved in something like that. 
You know, I love this saying, it's from Henry Ford, and it says, coming together is the beginning, keeping together is progress, working together is success. Working together is success. Just just enjoying each other. Don't think of it, I think the problem is we think of it as a religious group, you know, rather than just a bunch of friends. Just think of it as a bunch of friends. Stop, you know, I think it's one of the big things the enemy does to us. He makes us think of it as a religious thing rather than just a whole lot of people hanging out together and enjoying life together. You start thinking of it in that terms, it changes the whole paradigm of what you get involved in. You know, we have the Kingdom School of Transformation. And it's a place of equipping and empowering and developing. You know, as I said before, right now we're in the middle of power to heal. And last week, man, there was just such an incredible presence of God. It was just, it was overwhelming. It was just fantastic. We started last week. There's still two, three more weeks to go. Come along, 6.15, down here. You will be impacted. You will be transformed. You will have an encounter with God. It's amazing. You know, we've got other things coming up in the Kingdom School this year. We've got Toolkit, which is resourcing your journey. I've been talking again and again about learning how to, to, to um, get into the Word of God, and we're going to do a whole series on, on giving you tools and resources on how to, how to read the Word of God, how to study the Word of God, how to get real benefit out of the Word of God. And so that's coming up. We've got um, Prosper. You know, the Bible tells us that our soul should prosper. And so we're going to start a series on just really basic life skills of having a prosperous soul. And one of those things that we're going to have, we're actually going to have a, a great Christian guy we know who's a, a KiwiSaver advisor. And so he's going to come up and just spend one session just telling us what, you know, what are the benefits of KiwiSaver, because for a lot of people it's a mystery. We've got to get practical, you know what I mean, in our lives. And so he's going to come and share an even evening with us. That's really exciting. That's in our Prosperous series. We've got Exploring Communion, More Than Conquerors. You know, all these things are geared towards empowering and encouraging each one of us. All of us is geared towards being a community. You know, 2018, it's growth. Bearing fruit and growth. So important. God's calling us to that. You know, it's, it's, it, it sounds simple, and it is simple. And I know that for all of us, that it's in our hearts that we want to grow in the things of God. So all of us are geared, is geared towards saying, as a community, let's grow together. Let's not be okay where we're at. And it's not about anybody being upset with anybody or any of that kind of stuff. You know, God comes with kindness and gentleness, and hopefully so do we. <laughs> But what I do is say, why don't we all make a commitment? I want to grow. Those, I don't want those areas of immaturity that I have now to be immature next year. I want to grow. I want to bear fruit in every area of my life. And in the areas of where I'm not bearing fruit, I want to see that area grow into a place of maturity in my life because you know, that's what the Holy Spirit has been given to us for. And the word of God does that. It sanctifies me. What did I just say? Oh, the phone? Oh, it's okay. Hey, will you stand with me? I didn't hear it, so it's probably a guess as well. I didn't hear it. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I love about our church 
is that I just run into so many people who have in their hearts just this very thing I've been talking about, where they're saying, I want to grow. I don't want to stay where I am. I want to bear fruit into my life. I want to make a difference. I want to have a healthy life in every area. Is that you? And Father, I thank you. Lord, I thank you that you love us so much that you're not going to leave us where we are. (laughs) I thank you, Father, that while we may have areas of maturity, you're not angry or disappointed or mad at us. You just lovingly want us to grow to be more like Jesus. And Father, I pray that this year, 2018, will be a year of growth. Father, a year of growth and maturity of bearing fruit. Father, I just thank you for all the great things you're doing in our lives. And Father, for the great things you're doing in this house, in this community of believers. And Lord, we say yes, more, Lord, more. We thank you for your goodness. Amen.